everybody. Welcome to The Kelly O Show. I'm your host, Kelly Alexa. This show is dedicated to inspiring women of all ages to pursue excellence in mind, body, and business. After decades of playing small in my own life and staying in the comfort zone, a couple of years of massive chaos and drama in my personal and my professional life forever changed me for the better. Through some tough lessons, I evolved and I became a stronger and more confident version of myself, fearless and finally, unapologetically myself. I am now designing my life bigger and better than ever before. And most importantly, I'm designing a life on my terms that is full of joy and happiness. And I think that this is something that's been missing for so many women. They're either staying in the comfort zone like I was or they've got a life that looks pretty good on the outside, but it's missing real joy and health and happiness. And that is no bueno. I believe that the future is female. And every week this show is going to bring you incredible interviews and live shows that I hope is going to motivate you to take massive action in your life, to leave the comfort zone and go all in again, to pursue achieving excellence in mind, body, and in business. I hope you enjoy the show and let's dive in. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Kelly O Show. On today's show, I'm talking with Nicole Worth of Wildly Alive. And they actually, a rep for her organization, uh, reached out to me. And when I stumbled on her page, I was just like, within two seconds, I knew she had to come on the show. Um, And I want to give you just a quote from her About Me page says, hi, I'm Nicole Worth, and my passion is to help women become BFFs with their bodies so they can feel damn proud whenever they look in the mirror. After 10 plus years of struggling with my own health and body image, I realized that we're taught to lose weight and find health totally wrong, and it keeps us stuck. True success doesn't involve good food or bad food lists, killing yourself with workouts or tracking your calories. If you're anything like me, your body just relaxed after reading that sentence because the last thing I wanted to do was count calories for the rest of my life. Talk about feeling caged. So after a lot of trial and error, I finally found what works and Wildly Alive was born. We show women this easier and more enjoyable way into looking and feeling their best and have a good time while doing so. So I obviously, so much of that speaks to me. And particularly, I wanted to talk to her about, and this is what we covered on the show, is the way we view our bodies, the way we talk to ourselves, um, and, and a lot of what we focused on in this conversation, which I'd never phrased it that way, is how to start viewing your body with respect, treating your body with respect versus treating it like, you know, it's this, you know, rejected dog you know, that, that you kick around. And obviously none of us, I'm using this metaphorically, none of us are kicking animals or being mean to animals. I'm just saying, figuratively speaking, think about somebody who's really mean and, and they are mean to animals. They're mean to other people and they are physically and verbally abusive. And that again, figuratively speaking is quite often how us ladies can get into relationship with our own body. You know, we say things within ourselves, you know, our inner self-talk, or we might even say it out loud, 
Or we say it out loud when we're in the presence of others, when we self-deprecate, when we talk about ourselves. Oh, I've never been able to stick to a diet. Oh, my thighs are so disgusting. Oh my God, I can't stand my stomach. I'm so gross. Every time I look in the mirror, I want to throw up. I've I've been guilty of all of these things. The horrible negative self-talk, the way I think about my body when I look in the mirror, the what the the thoughts that are going through my head. And I've certainly self-deprecated. I know I've done it on this very podcast. It, it's got to change because what has also become very clear to me in my own experiences, even recently, is how distinctly your life and your life path can change for the better when you change your thought process. I have really been able to see this at work, frankly, and I've referenced this within this interview. After I had a couple of guests on the show, and most notably, I remember it was Jasmine Starr as well as Cassie Parks. And I think there was one other lady. And if I think of this later, I'll link it up in the show notes at thekellyoshow.com. A lot of these ladies were talking about the law of attraction and talking about it in a, in a much more how to control where you direct your energy, how to f- control what you focus your mind on, um, your state of mind, and so on and so forth. So after listening, after I interviewed those women, and, and those messages and, and that learning really struck home for me. And I applied it more so in my professional life um, and in my business world. I saw how quickly I was on a much better path, how quickly things turned around when I changed my thinking and my focus on where I wanted to go and what I expected to happen versus where I was and, oh, wow, look at this other bad thing that happened in my world. Oh, look at this other disappointment. It was remarkable. And so as I was talking in this interview today with Nicole, and she was discussing the importance, like from a negative perspective, how bad it is when we talk negatively about ourselves silently or out loud, and alternatively, how much things can change when we change that, when we stop treating our bodies like it's a, you know, lower class citizen. We we stop treating it like, you know, that dog that's getting kicked by the evil man, right? We've got to stop treating our bodies like they are a piece of crap and and undeserving of love and respect and and care and nurturing. We've got to start treating our bodies the way that we would treat somebody else's body. If somebody else was your best friend or your mom and they were visiting in your home, you would never say or or do or touch that body the way that we talk to ourselves and the way that we might even, you know, sometimes people, you know, we slap ourselves, we, we pound our fist on the counter, we get angry. We can be even physical with ourselves and the way we treat ourselves. That stuff adds up more than any of us realize. And I will tell you, this was such an impactful interview for me um, because, and I won't, I, I want you to listen, but Nicole had a really, really good way of articulating and, and as an example, getting us, getting me and, and in you to think about our body as like a third person. And the way she used it is how to personify your body. And it really, honestly, in the course of this interview, it really struck me because, I mean, frankly, I was interviewing her and I was kind of getting choked up um, because of the way that I realize I've treated myself and my body, and and I don't deserve that. And it it I almost couldn't like you know, 
finish the interview without choking up. Um, it really, really struck me. And I think it will really strike you and strike a chord with you. And I think um, this interview is going to be hugely impactful for so many of you. And I'm so glad I had her on the show. We did not have time to go past half an hour on this show. Um, so I'm definitely having her back on the show and we will do a deeper dive um, on what we got started on today because this topic is so important for so many of us women, and it can be life-changing if we all start talking about it more, addressing it, and changing the way we see ourselves and talk to ourselves. So sit back and enjoy. You are going to love, I really believe, open your mind, open your heart, and listen to this message and this chat with Nicole Worth. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Kelly O Show. I am here with Nicole Worth, and I am so thrilled to have her on the show because trust me, when you listen to this podcast and you stumble on, it's not stumble, you're going to directly go to her website, uh, linking from the show notes, you will fall in love with everything that she stands for. And that's why when they reached out, I said, this woman has to come on the show. Everything that she is talking about with women and being wildly alive and respecting our bodies and you know everything we're going to talk about today, this is, this is a person you're going to fall in love with. I just know it. So I'm thrilled, Nicole, to have you on the show. I love everything that you stand for, and I can't wait to learn more about you. Um, but welcome. Are you ready to go? Yeah, I'm, I'm super stoked. Thank you. Well, let's get rolling. The first time I ever have somebody on the show, you know, I always like to have them share a little bit about their background. And, you know, there's probably quite a lot of our audience that's listening who this is their first time getting to know you. Yeah. So I... I know that, you know, your mantra or your tagline is, is about being wildly alive. And I'd love to hear you to tell us what's wildly alive and how does that relate to your business? And how did you get to this place where this is what your business is about? Like what, what led you here? What was, what was the background in your life that led you to say, this is, this is my mission. I want to help women respect their bodies and, and help them become wildly alive. Tell us a little bit more about your background and how you got here. Yeah. So my, my journey here was like everything but wildly alive, which is where like the whole awakening kind of happened in the journey. But, um, I, I gained all kinds of weight and I did what I thought we do when we need to lose weight as I started dieting. And, um, I was, you know, again, just very rigid, very willpowered, making it happen, forcing it happen. And, you know, I didn't have a terrible self-esteem before I started dieting, but what I realized is after I lost all the weight and my body was looking really good, I was actually in the worst mental state I have ever been in in my life. And yeah. what I realized is that with each diet that I did, it took a chunk out of my self-esteem. Yeah. And we are told that once our body looks a certain way, all of our problems are going to go away. The clouds are going to part and our bank account's going to fill up and the man of our dreams is going to walk through the door and like life is going to be perfect if we're thin and fit and beautiful. And it was everything but that. I mean, yeah, I looked really good. You know, when you take a picture of me and most people would be like, dang, she's got it going on. But I was a mess inside. I was obsessed with counting calories. I was afraid of gaining the weight back. I would torture myself with exercise when my body really needed to rest. It was constant. It was exhausting. I was so stressed out. I even 
And I even went under the knife and got plastic surgery as my last ditch effort to find happiness. I'm not against plastic surgery by any means, but I was doing it for all the wrong reasons. I was doing it to find my happiness. And it was one day when I was going and going out with friends and I was going through my closet and putting all my clothes on. And this is after I lost all the weight and did the plastic surgery and I still felt fat. And that's when I fell to my knees and just kind of gave up. I just didn't know. I just didn't know. I was just at my wits end. Like it was like nothing was ever good enough. It was, I would reach a goal and my mind would always say there's more work to be done. You know, like you still need to clean this up and this isn't tight enough and, and all of that. And so it was definitely disordered eating, disordered exercising. And this is what diet culture tells us. You know, it, it really breeds and tells us that we need the plans we can't trust ourselves. We can't trust our bodies. And this is how the, your self-esteem actually gets dismantled and shattered into pieces when you diet and you follow these plans is because their entire goal is to make you not trust yourself, not trust your body at all. And so when I kind of gave up, and it's not like I gave up and like binged, though I was a big binger because I was a restrictor binger, um, I just started asking questions like, there's got to be an easier way because not all healthy people are walking around tabulating their cal calories in their head all the time. Is there a way to be healthy and free at the same time? And that's when the idea of Wild Be Alive came in and, you know, seeing your body as a badass and getting on the same team as your body and how we really do that is looking at your body like a living, breathing, feeling thing, just like a plant. So if I came in my office every day and looked at this plant and said, you're ugly and I hate you and you're not good enough and you need to try harder, it would struggle to survive. And I think that's where most women are with their bodies is they see it as just this thing that hangs on them that will never be right and, you know, always be wrong and always have work to do. But when you start seeing your body as this wise asset of who you are to help guide you through this life and make help you make lifelong choices that are in alignment for you and yes, help you move in ways that are best for you and eat in ways that are best for you. And you start to trust yourself and your body, then you find a way of finding health and happiness and freedom very easily. But it's about kind of dismantling all of the brainwashing we've been told about through diet culture. So yeah, that's how it kind of came alive. I am finishing up the last of my notes um, because everything here, I'm like so nodding my head to everything mm -hmm. you said, especially, yeah. you know, when you got to the point of talking about um, being able to trust ourselves because I have absolutely very recently, um, you know, in the past three, I would say, yeah, the past three years I have had, um, you know, some really big highs in my fitness journey and some really low lows. And what I learned from the lowest part, which was, and I, it's so funny that I distinctly remember the times, like the time periods. I know what, what I was doing in 2017. I know 2018 because there were certain landmarks that were so traumatic for me. And truthfully, it, it, what was going on with me is exactly what you just said about trust. I realized that for for so much of my adult fitness journey, especially mm -hmm. after my hormones started changing and therefore my body started changing and kind of 
resisting me, right? Before I started getting bioidenticals and, uh, you know, getting that stuff leveled out, my body was fighting me. And, and it was at that time that I started to fight back and punish it into submission. You know, that was my, my goal. Like, this isn't working. I'm going to, like you, train harder, eat less, train harder, eat less. And you just keep going. Like, if that's not working, I'm going to do my workouts harder and longer and eat less and less or find out ways to binge and purge and, and fast and all of this stuff. And I never, ever believed that I could figure it out because whatever I would try didn't work. And so I really got to the point, not only within my own skin, in my own brain and my own inner talk, but also based, like you said, on, on what you see that like mainstream media, mainstream fitness media, and, and even just the people we can follow online or even trainers, some of them, they'll get you to the place where you don't know better. You can't trust yourself. You don't know right. what's right. And if you go, and I just started to, to realize this as I looked back retroactively at all the times I would go to this trainer or that trainer or read a book or find out and somebody would go, oh, you can't do that. You can't, you can't have turkey. You can't have that lunch meat. And everything became like, you stupid child, like you don't know what you're doing. And I came to, I came to believe that my question for you is, and I don't know if you know this from like a, well, data supports this, or if it's just, you agree. This definitely seems to be, to be more of a a female thing that women, we don't trust ourselves in, in this, in this kind of a scenario. I don't see men going, Oh, I don't, I don't like, they seem to be just confident when it comes to getting fit. They're like, well, I'm just going to not have beer Monday through Friday and they'll just do it. And they're not hard on the bodies. They don't, they don't seem to have the the issues that we do. Is this, would you say this is more of a female tendency that we're talking about here? Absolutely. I mean, I think, first of all, typical diets are not designed for a woman's body. And we don't need to get like fully in this, but I will just give you a little encapsulated version. And I'm sure you've heard of this before, but right, our bodies as women run on four, we have a four phase cycle that runs every 28 days. Even if you're bleeding or not, you've had a hysterectomy, whatever, all humans are designed this way. Men are on a 24-hour cycle. They go through all phases in 24 hours, and women go through a 28-day four-phase cycle. So the four phases mirror the moon and also mirror the four seasons of the planet, which is a really cool way of thinking of it. So anyway, going back to diet culture, why it doesn't work is because those seven-day plans, those 30-day plans where you're basically doing the same thing every week, that is designed for a man's body. And that's why men seem to thrive. But women, we are designed on a 28-day cycle. So how we move our body when we're bleeding or when we're in the new moon, it's a dark moon, is way different. That's a winter phase than when we're in ovulation, full moon, summer phase. And so it can't be, you cannot be doing the same thing every single week because again, like your week one is summer. Yes, that's high intensity. That's trying new things. That's putting yourself, that's like doing HIIT workouts, going on intense runs. And then your winter phase really calls for you to slow down and rest and maybe not do anything or do Pilates or yoga or stretching or something like that. And so not only are those plans not designed for us as women, but also they are designed to make you come back. And I know this sounds very conspiracy theory, but it's true. 
the former CFO of Weight Watchers has said that they have 84% of their profits is from people coming back. 84%. That doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. So think of if, if they set you up to, to succeed, <laughs> their business goes under. They want you to believe that you have to track, that you need their next thing. You need, you need the plan. You can't trust yourself. No, 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 no. Don't trust yourself. Trust the plan. And hey, I got another plan for you. And hey, I got an app that you can, you know what I'm saying? Like mm. they want you to rely on them and they want you to break. They want to break the trust with yourself. That is so profound what you just said about Weight Watchers because, um, and I'm so going to call her and tell her this, but I have had this conversation with my mom, God bless her, for (laughs) years. And my mom always goes back to Weight Watchers and Mm -hmm. my mom has, you know, and and I, for everybody listening, like I'm not being a jerk talking about my mom behind her back. Like she and I have had these same conversations and I'm, I'm by no means disrespecting her. She's also a breast cancer survivor at age 83. Um, she's awesome. And she, you know, is, you know, at this point in her life, she's kind of like, I am not, she's not interested in hardcore dieting, but earlier in, in her life, when she would try to lose weight, she would always go back to Weight Watchers. She'd always say, it just makes me think hearing her say, she would go, well, you know, I can't seem to do it myself. So this is what's always worked for me. I have to go back. And then she would be like, I'm going to go. And it was like a kid going back to, I don't even know, you know, getting grounded or something like, well, I ran away from home. So now I'm going to go back. I'm going to be grounded. And, you know, it, it's ironic to hear that because on one hand you think, well, smart business model, you, you've got to get people keep, you know, keep the customers that you have. But on the other hand, if you're smart, you should be teaching people to be able to handle life on their own. In fact, the, the God's honest truth is I was actually just having these, these, a very similar conversation with a good friend of mine this morning. And we were talking about how we've, we've both come past a lot of our emotional eating issues because we did the work on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not relying on, you know, going to somebody else or an app to teach me how to do that. I, you've, I had to figure out my own stuff to figure out like, why do I eat when I'm angry? And once, once I figured that out, I was able to get past it, but that's mm-hmm. fascinating. Um, and I also have never heard about, I really have never heard that association of us being on, you know, Mm-hmm. a cycle that's similar to the moon. I'm sure it's out there. Oh yeah. Um, I call it cyclical self-care. Hey everybody. If you're tuning into this podcast and you are either a thinking about having a podcast of your own someday, or you've already started your own podcast and you're doing your own production work. I have to recommend my podcast producer. He's got a few spots open and I told him, please let me help you get some of these business spots filled. He is exceptional at what he does. He is timely. He's professional. He is outstanding at covering up all of my screw-ups. I've been working with him for the better part of a year and a half. Can't recommend him strongly enough. And so because he's got a few spots open, I thought I would put an ad on here and let you guys know. If you are looking for an outstanding podcast producer, I've got you covered. Go to kellyalexa.com, fill out the contact me form. I'll connect you directly. You know, we go through these four phases, winter, spring, summer, fall, every month. And um, we really just, when you start to realize and tune into your body, and this is, again, how you get on the same team as your body and see how badass she is, 
is when you want to care for her. So a big thing in diet culture is shame-based change, right? Hate your cellulite, buy this. Hate these belly rolls, do this. It's, it's shaming you enough, making you feel so badly about yourself that you buy their products. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're flipping the script on that and moving it to respect-based change. So how we do that is if you want to start respecting your body, I'm going to teach you how incredibly badass she is. And this is one aspect of, of her badassness is like she is cycling every season. She's moving through a season every month. And if you start tuning into that, your body can guide you on the best way to move that day, the best way to eat that day, and the best way to care for her. And so it's just, it's like learning a new language. But it's, it comes very, after you get through the mindset blocks of it, because again, we've been brainwashed to believe we need to be working out the same every single week. Um, once you move past it, this is natural. Like kids are doing this all the time. That's why, like I have a toddler, sometimes he'll eat crazy amounts of food and sometimes he won't eat a lot of food. And it's like, he's intuitively eating. His body is needing, requiring more calories or less calories dependent on his specific body. So it's really just about letting your body, it's more of a conversation starter, but because it opens up the conversation of, oh, okay, I'm in my fall phase. How am I feeling? This is usually when we're like closing down and the squirrels are like packing up all of their, um, they're nuts and you know, like you're, it's like completion phase and then you're starting to move into the winter phase. So your body is naturally starting to slow down a little bit more. You're wanting to eat more carbs, right? PMS, we always say like, mm-hmm. oh, right before my period, I want, and it's like, there's a reason for that. And so if you stop the drama of carbs are bad, be afraid, be afraid, be afraid of the food, you stop the drama and you just allow, okay, my body is requiring more calories right now and maybe more carbs because we're in the fall winter transition. We want more root vegetables, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's for good reason. It trust your body, trust the process, trust that it, you know, it, you'll move into spring and summer. You'll want salads at some point in this cycle. Mm-hmm. You'll want fresh fruits and vegetables, but right now this is where you're at. You know, as I'm hearing you say this, it, the term self-awareness is coming to my mind because not that that's anything new, but I, for me, a big shift happened and, and I hear you saying so much and I'm looking at these, these great images of women on your site, right? And I'm just thinking like the difference between people who are taking the time to slow down and start to listen to their body and start to think about how they think about food, think mm-hmm. about how they train, think about, am I tired? Um, the difference between that woman and your typical woman who's listening to all of these mainstream fitness you know, uh, messages and, and myths that are out there, you can never be too thin, you know, just keep dieting, just keep doing more cardio, all of that, is... The, the first example I gave is somebody who's learned to slow down and take the time because she's worth getting to know. She's worth unraveling. She's worth, and when I say unraveling, I mean like, you know, peel the layers back and let's, let's take the time. Um, I created this Facebook group called A Year of You First just because I'd actually interviewed a woman on this show who decided to just give herself a year to start having healthier habits. And that's so like that example is so not the norm, 
But when I hear about the way you work with women and, and what you're talking about here, it is, it's about slowing down and starting to like relearn how you view your body, relearn your relationship with food. But what is so the norm is having this short term, got to get fit, got to get skinny, got to get skinny fast, whatever way works. And you don't even have time to listen to your body or your mind or do anything other than what everybody else is doing, which is just what you said, talking bad about carbs, thinking you need excessive cardio, thinking you have to train all the time. Mm. It's, it's like slow versus fast. Does Mm. that, is that like a silly analysis? I think it, no, it's like yin versus yang, feminine versus masculine. Right. And so we, it's not that like the masculine structures are bad, but it's like, it's just, it's, it's way too unbalanced. And diet, diet culture is based on, numbers and, you know, hard working hard and rigidness. And the feminine is about like this relationship with yourself and your relationship with your body and food and exercise and not seeing that food. And we don't call it exercise. Actually, we call it movement because it's not as of an emotionally loaded word, but food and movement is not a manipulation tool. And like, we've got to really understand that. And, and we, it's all about, you're right, it's relearning. It's unlearning and relearning that food is not a calorie. Food is something that equals feelings and how you feel. And the same thing with movement. You don't move to get a smaller butt, though we've been told that over and over again. You move because you feel damn good when you move. If you're moving in a way that feels good for your body in the phase that you're in, it feels good. It feels invigorating. It makes you feel strong. It makes you feel empowered you know, we, we find what we call your deeper three is the deeper three reasons why you want to move your body on a regular basis and manipulating your body cannot be a part of that. This is not about having a smaller, butt. yes, that could be a byproduct, but that cannot, I, I say to the ladies, like weight loss cannot be in the front seat. It can't be in the passenger seat. It's got to be in the trunk. Like it cannot be anywhere in the driver's aspect. You can't even see the road because if you try to find health by loot by this incentive of losing weight you're saying to your and this is what's really interesting is most of us at some point have felt like we're not worthy we're not beautiful we're not yeah worthy of other people's time unless we look a certain way and we're doing the same thing for our body we're saying okay I'm going to exercise and I'm going to eat my vegetables. And you know what? You're going to change. And when you change, that's when I'll love you. And we know how hurtful it feels when it feels like our mother doesn't truly love us because she's always telling us how we should eat. And it feels like, even though this wasn't her intention, it feels like she won't truly love me until my body looks a certain way. And then we turn around and we do it to our body. Mm. So true. Mm. And it's, I mean, it certainly is not, I, I've come a long way, but, you know, just as you were talking, you know, about how we, how we talk down to our bodies. And Mm -hmm. I mean, this has been an issue for me and I've been very public about it recently because I, I found that once I started sharing this, so many more women would approach me and say, oh my God, I'm not the only one. But I really firmly believe the more that we talk about these behaviors, the less shame there is in them because we realize we're not the only ones. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not the only one that when I get angry, my first response is to go eat what I call quote unquote bad food. My first, and I'm starting to understand 
there's there's so many layers that have gone into these behaviors. I know that I have been such a restrictive dieter for most of my adult life that I've made food this so many foods forbidden. It's yep. the forbidden fruit. And so many things were off limits for me, pasta, bread, you know, like everything you talk about on your website, right? So these foods become so much more powerful. And when I get angry, I want to soothe myself and give myself everything I've been denying myself. So now I get it. Like, why is it when I'm angry, I want to go through the drive through and get a cheeseburger and fries and a large Diet Coke? Because that's what I've not allowed myself to have. So when I'm bad, it's like, okay, mental inside Kelly, she wants to make herself feel better by giving herself everything she's been denying, like they're there, have a cheeseburger. And now when you kind of understand that, but at the same time with, when it comes to like, I'm easier to understand that behavior and unravel it and, and not be beholden to it as much. What's really difficult for me is getting away from the self-loathing when it comes to my body. Like mm-hmm. it, it's very hard. And I would, I would ask you, is that something that is typical that, that, that takes a long time? It takes a long time. It's very hard for me to not look in the mirror and be angry mm-hmm. that my waist is not as small as it used to be and that it doesn't seem to budge. And I will find myself in a horrible negative self-talk cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really about like a reframe, reframing what your body is, you know, reframing it. And it does, it does take some time for sure. But often, you know, like if we are cringing, if we're cringing in the mirror, it's really, and we go into this story, the story of like, oh, you know, like you're not good enough. It needs to be smaller. And then just like start to unravel that in the moment, touch your body. I always say to my clients, when you're going into a story, touch your body, put your hand on your heart and feel your body, feel your heartbeat. It's giving to you. Like just if she had feelings, if she could say something right now, what would she say? And she'd probably say, can you just love me like this? I'm trying. I'm trying my best here. I'm giving to you 24, 7, 365. I am doing my best. And just really sit with, she is, she, she is something aside from you. She is not just this thing that hangs on you that needs to look perfect all the time. She's your best friend. And, she, and when you start to really feel the emotions that come up, when you think that she is a living, breathing, feeling thing, she is listening to you and you are abusing her almost on a daily basis by forcing her to work out when she needs to rest, criticizing her in the mirror, or forcing her to eat certain foods that don't, that aren't good for her just because they're low calorie count, right? When you can really start to settle into that and see that she is, she wants to be on the same team with you and you start to feel the emotion of that. That's her saying, Oh my gosh, I am so ready for this fight to be over. We don't have to fight every damn day. I want to be on your team. I want to help you. And I can help you. And we can go really far when we set this struggle down. We can become unstoppable. That's really incredibly profound if you think about it. And the way that you were phrasing it, um, really, it just made it make sense to me. Mm -hmm. Because um, 
it, it's just the way that you were verbally saying it, the way you were articulating it, mm-hmm. it makes it makes me realize. And we've we've all used this example before, right? Like we know that when we talk to ourselves with mm-hmm. the hatred that we do and the self loathing, we would never talk to another human being that way. Right. But when you just did what you did there and you talked about our bodies as if we're talking about her in a third person, mm-hmm. that makes it very different yep. because then it does make me feel like, why would I treat her that way? Right. We're, we're okay being mean to ourselves and devaluing ourselves and trashing ourselves, comparing ourselves to other people. But if we look at our body like it is a third person in a way, then why would we allow ourselves to do that? Because if I'm, you know, again, I keep looking at these pictures of the three women on the yoga mat on your website. And I'm like, if I was standing next to those women, would I ever say one one thousandth of the things I've said to myself? Mm -hmm. You know, would I ever, ever look and go, oh my God, why are you wearing those? Your thighs look so big. Like you would never say that to anybody, but we say it to ourselves and it, it's, it's so true and I'm so glad we're talking about this because when when we understand the, the true power that our words have, whether we're saying them out loud or whether we're saying them inside, I have seen it firsthand. I've actually had quite a lot of guests in the past, I'd say four to six weeks on the show, where we're talking about the the concept of the law of attraction and that and it was less about, you know, think and be rich. It was more about when you talk within your brain, even if, you know, whether you're saying things out loud and self-deprecating, you know, there was one guest and I don't remember if it was Cassie Parks or Jasmine Ivy, these two women, I mix them up a lot. But one of them said, you know, our brain is like a Google search. And when we say something, we talk about something repeatedly in a certain way, our brain is like a Google search. It will go out and find information to support that. So if we're constantly going, oh my God, I'm so fat. I cannot lose weight. That it's literally like we're we're telling our body that's the direction we're going to go in. That's our the, our brain is going to focus on that. Whereas if we can change that relationship and change the way we talk, everything else will follow. Right. And what a great way you have chosen to illustrate it is just to look at our. Is that would you say that's an appropriate way to to say it that you yeah. you personify personify. Yeah. yeah, I love that. I, because I mean, it was like hitting home. You almost made me cry while I was yeah. sitting here listening to you. Yes. Um, I I never thought about it that way. Yeah. So next time, next time we're going into self criticism, I just want to invite you to try that. Touch your body. Touch your body. If you could find your heartbeat, even better, because then you feel the undying love that your body has for you, twenty four seven, three sixty five. That that heartbeat never stops, even when you abuse it. Even when you abuse her and tell her she's not good enough, she needs to be doing better. She still is selflessly giving to you. And then ask yourself, if my body could speak to me right now, what would you say? Let me think about that. Hmm. I love it. I really love it. And I'm, I'm so glad that I had you. This didn't, the show didn't take the turn that I thought it would. And, (laughs) but I'm, I'm really, really, um, you've really spoken words here that I know are going to, you've greatly impacted me. I just had a lot Mm -hmm. of, it doesn't take a lot to make me not be able to speak, you know, like Mm -hmm. not be able to 
respond just because you just, what you said was so profound and it really makes sense. And it makes me look differently at how, at myself, how mm-hmm. I, how I treat myself. This has been a, a major challenge I'm trying to get past in my own life, but mm-hmm. so many women do the same thing. Yep. And this is something that has to change. So I, I love what you stand for. I love what you teach. I love that this is what your business is about. Um, sadly, of course, I feel like we're just getting started as I do with so many guests and we're, we're at our window uh, of time for today. But um, I, for everybody listening, I already asked her when we started the show that I, I knew I was going to want to have her back. Um, so I would love to have you back for a part two of this episode so we can go a little bit deeper into this and mm-hmm. maybe give some tips for people getting started. Um, yeah. But that said, I will link all of this up in the show notes. I know that there's a lot of women here who are going to want to reach out to you and, and find out about what you offer and how you help women. So tell people where uh, they can find you online. Yeah, the best place is wildlyalive.com. That's really the best place to go. And then you can take um, a quiz that really taps into how you specifically talk to your body. And then you have this really unique movement piece that you get um, at, at when you complete the quiz that's designed for your specific archetype on how you talk to yourself while you're moving. I have found that there are three, three types of women and certain uh, chatter that happens when we uh, are navigating our life. And so the movement piece is to kind of trigger those thoughts and help you reframe them right there in just a five minute movement piece. Oh, I love it. Nicole, I'm so, so glad that we connected and that you came on the show. I think that you're doing extraordinary work um, and certainly something that so many women, myself included, um, this is what we need. This is what we need to be focusing on. I can only imagine, you know, Just like I referenced a few minutes ago, I have absolutely seen, even recently in my own life, you know, when I made a mindset shift, a very um, committed, specific mindset shift. Now, this was more in my business life. And I realized like, wow, you know, I've been talking the wrong way. I've been thinking the wrong way about success versus um, frustration, you know, focusing on, you know, giving into more thoughts of fear and doubt versus confidence and expectation. And I didn't realize I'd gone there because I'm very generally a a positive expectation oriented abundance mindset versus scarcity and doubt and worry. And I'd fallen into that. And when I made a very conscious choice to say, okay, I'm going to get up every day and this is going to be my attitude. And this is what my, is how I'm going to direct my actions. I couldn't believe how much I was able to shift my life in two weeks and, and make things happen. And so in this area, which is always the last area I give focus mm-hmm. to, and for all the women listening, you know, if we start really making this a priority mm-hmm. to change how we um, speak to ourselves, how we respect ourselves, we demand it for other women. Why not demand it for ourselves? We deserve it. Um, I love this conversation. And Nicole, I can't wait to have you back on to continue it. And I just want to thank you for doing what you're doing because, you know, you've been on here for 30 minutes and you've made an impact on my life already just by helping me (laughs) reframe things and look at things in a totally different perspective. Um, So I, I thank you for that. And I can't wait to have you back. So thank you so much for being on the show. For everybody listening, of course, we will link up to everything. Uh, mentioned here and direct you uh, to Nicole's site in the show notes at thekellyoshow.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will see you next time on The Kelly O Show. 
Hey, everybody, this marks the end of this chat with Nicole Worth. I hope that you found that to be as impactful as I did. It really, truly made a profound statement to me. Um, Like I said, I just didn't expect the way that she illustrated, you know, our body speaking to us. I didn't, I really didn't think that that would affect me the way that it did, but it really opened my eyes. So I hope that this episode was helpful. We will link up to her site and everything else we talked about in the show at the show notes. You can find those show notes at thekellyoshow.com. Make sure while you're over there, you subscribe to my newsletter. Um, It's funny because for those of you that have been following me for a while, I've been blogging since 2007, but it's only now in 2020 as I've revamped my blog that I'm starting a um, an actual newsletter and we've got really cool stuff planned. It's finally going live in June. So make sure you are subscribed over there. We'll have uh, one set of good stuff for our podcast listeners. And then of course, people that tune into my personal blog, over at kellyalexa.com, um, we'll have a different newsletter. You can obviously subscribe to both. Um, so make sure you are subscribed while you're over there. If you enjoyed this show, please share it with your friends on social media and ask them to subscribe. And if you haven't had a chance to do so, I would so appreciate a five-star review on your podcast listening platform of choice. You guys know it. If you listen to a lot of podcast reviews, help us get seen and heard by more folks who can benefit from this information. So I really do appreciate it. If you have any questions, head on over to kellyalexa.com. There's a contact me form there. You can use that to inquire about uh, advertising opportunities on the show. You can use that to inquire about working with uh, me as an influencer on any of our social media platforms. Um, You can also use that if you would like to nominate yourself or somebody that you know to be interviewed on the show. If you're interested, interested in doing that, do it sooner rather than later. I know that we are already booked up through the end of summer um, as far as guests on the show. So make sure you act if you feel the nudge sooner rather than later. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll see you next time on the Kelly O Show.